I think we're live. Some things never change, right? One of these Let's times. See. Let's see. I'm a little I'm a little rusty on starting up the webinar. I haven't done it in a while. But we are here, we are live, and for those of us who are new here, if you're new to the Divi Chat podcast, welcome. If you are new to Divi, we have a special welcome for you because we have decided to kick off 2021 with a special series of back to basics uh, topics that all relate to Divi. Some of them will relate in general to your WordPress business, but if you're going to get started with Divi and building websites for your customers, we want to make sure that you get off on the right foot. And we wanted to sort of reconnect with where we all started as well. So today for the first thing, uh, our buddy Mike here was saying, well, what's more foundational than the hosting platform that you set up your website on? So with that being said, we are going to dive into the, the nitty gritties, the sometimes hot button topic of hosting your Divi site. So before we get into it too much and let the battles begin, why don't we go around and introduce ourselves? Uh, Mr. Streifler, do you want to go first? Wow, I never get to go first. Um, you say that every to. time that I say, do you want to go first? <laughs> I know, it's probably true. Uh, <laughs> hey everyone, Tim Streifler here, and I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California, the COVID capital of the world right now. Uh, awesome. Not really, just our numbers are very high. Um, and uh, you can find me online at divilife.com, where all of my Divi plugins and Divi child themes and layouts and tutorials and all that good stuff can be found. And uh, yeah, happy to be here. Uh, this is definitely a hot button topic, as Stephanie mentioned, uh, which is true because everyone has their opinion. I'll, I'll, I'll save it for the definition. I'll, I'll if you'll. Uh, let me uh, be the definer again. Listen, Stephanie. I went. I had you go first, so that then Mike could go, and then we could swing back to you for Perfect. the definition. Thing. Then I'll, I'll save the rest of my spiel for for that. <laughs> but you didn't say your URLs and all that stuff. Man, we're all rusty, guys. I said divylife.com. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We're off to we're off to a great start. Hey, Mike. it's still it's still basically the new year, you know. <laughs> it is, it is. We're all still getting used to 2021, which just feels pretty much the same as last year. <laughs> I know, unfortunately. Good evening, so Mike, everybody. Yes. Good evening. Yes, my name's Mike Devitt. Um, and uh I find myself knee deep in my business every hour of every day, 24-7. No, not really. Sometimes I do go to bed. <laughs> My business website is webdesignpro.co, where we create all sort of Divi-related uh, websites and some others too. Back so to you, So glad Stephanie. you're here, Mike. Thank you. We are so glad to have you and your expertise that you bring along. Uh, my name is Stephanie Hudson. I am here repping Focus WP, where we offer white-label WordPress maintenance and we also now offer white label WordPress development services and coming very soon, white label copywriting services as well. So with our on-demand on suite of services. On-demand. On-demand. Oh, I was going to say we, we have only one other accent here. We have two accents today. So I, maybe I'll start talking like that. On-demand. You should have heard David do his British accent last week. Oh, I'm <laughs> so was glad something, I did. That sounds something uncomfortable. Something to behold. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I love how so, polite Mike is. It was something. I know. It was something. <laughs> it was something. So uh, you can find out more about my um, services that we offer at focuswp.co. And for those of you who don't know, I also do have an agency where we build Divi sites and do other marketing services for people, which is called enjoysweettea.com. And the reason I bring that up today is because the hosting factor sort of plays into both of these businesses of mine. So uh, now that we've got all of the of those things, the legal bits and bops out of the way, uh, Tim, why don't you just break down what it is to host a website? Yeah, absolutely. In 30 seconds or less. Yeah. Oh, shoot. <laughs> so hosting is the backbone of your website, so to speak. And uh, it's an extremely important topic. Uh, just like if you were a retail business, your, your storefront, your, you know, bare bones, uh, skeleton walls and, and plumbing and everything is important to make sure that your uh, business doesn't collapse on top of you and your customers. Your hosting is the same thing uh, for your website. You need solid hosting that you can rely on that's fast. And uh, really one thing that um, specifically for Divi, you need good hosting because Divi is a it's a beast of a theme and page builder, uh, it, which has its pros and cons. It has a lot of features. Uh, it gives you a lot of power at your fingertips, a lot of functionality, uh, things that used to require custom coding, you can now do directly in the page builder with uh, toggles and controls and, and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, but because of that, Divi is heavier than a non-page builder theme. And so it uh, doesn't mean that Divi can't load fast. A lot of people will say, oh, Divi's bloated, Divi doesn't load fast. Uh, you just need really good hosting and you need to know how to optimize it. And so today we're going to be talking about hosting. And so uh, I guess kind of going way back to the defining uh Back to basics, uh, hosting is literally where your website resides. It's essentially the server where your website can be found. And so, uh, yeah, I don't think I, I think I covered everything. Maybe I didn't go quite as, as deep, but we'll, we'll definitely dive into that. So I don't know, uh, I guess we'll see kind of how it goes, but if we're going to be talking about um, our favorite hosting companies and least favorite hosting companies and stuff, or if we're going to talk more kind of broad level, what makes a good host. Um, but either way, this should be an interesting topic. Um, and the reason why this is a hot button topic, as we've said a few times now, is a host that I love, Stephanie might hate, a host that Mike loves, I might hate, and vice versa. And so that's the thing is uh, not everyone has the same opinions on it. And then some people will say, all you need is cheap shared hosting. Other people will say, no, you need to go dedicated uh, or VPS all the way. And so we're going to talk about those. So Yeah. Plus, plus hosts change as well. They, you start off with a particular host and you think this hosting's amazing and you, you get right into them. You put all your websites into them. And then before you know it, something's changed. They've changed yeah. direction. They've changed tack. And you're, and you're like, hold on a minute. This isn't the same service or the same hosting that I had before. So hosts do change over time. And it's really good to have two or three in your pocket, I think. Yeah, that's a great some point. Of the factors that, yeah, for sure, Mike. I think some of the factors that play into your decision for which host you want to consider, obviously price. I mean, that's going to be a factor. Everybody always says like, oh, don't go for cheap hosting. But it is what it is. You got to have something that you can buy, you can afford and you can make profitable for your customers. So price is a factor. The technology that's on the server 
is a factor if some things are optimized for certain things or not. And then um, support. Support is a huge one. You know, there's a lot of um, hosts out there, you know, that will hear about, oh, well, they're, they're, I'm getting decent speeds. Their support is amazing. Like that's the next thing out of somebody's mouth. And so that's something that's important too, because when you get in there, if you aren't a sys server admin, or if you don't have access to a lot of the nuts and bolts behind the scenes on your server, there's a good chance at some point you're going to need to contact support and you want them to be responsive to you. Now, I was thinking, Tim, maybe you could dive back in to something that you just said where it's like, maybe explain to those who, who might not know, what is the difference between shared hosting versus the, the other options? Yeah, absolutely. So shared hosting is essentially uh, hosting where you are sharing the server with, uh, in a lot of cases, hundreds of other websites out there. And so, so you're uh, saying shared hosting is when you share the hosting. Shared hosting is when you share the hosting. Yeah, you're you're literally Roger crammed that. onto Got a it. server Roger, with Roger. A, a lot of times hundreds of other websites <laughs> out there. And so this is uh, considered to be uh, like, I guess, bottom of the barrel hosting. Uh, and uh, I would say maybe entry-level hosting is a better way to put it. Because um, I think probably all of us uh, here on the panel uh, started out with shared hosting, uh, cheap shared yeah. hosting. I started out with HostGator. Uh, I won't dive deep into that, but I got hacked several times. <laughs> Nothing uh, to do with me. I had site locked down using iTheme security. And um, anyway, so horror stories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, and that's the thing is, is with shared hosting, not only are you sharing resources with shared hosting, but you're also uh, sharing security with other websites. And so if another website is insecure, they can infect, yeah, sharing vulnerabilities. There, there you go. Um, if another site on that host is infected, then the whole server can become infected. And so, um, so you share resources and you uh, share vulnerabilities. So those are the, the, the two drawbacks to shared hosting. I would say the only like really advantage to shared hosting is it's really dirt cheap. Um, that's really the only advantage to it. Um, however, I do wanna say that not all shared hosting is created equal. So there's definitely some that are worse than others, um, but that's kind of the general definition. So the next level up is uh, VPS, which stands for Virtual Private Server. And basically, you are still sharing a server with other websites. However, you get dedicated resources within that server. It's and virtually so, your own. It's virtually your own <laughs> server. <laughs> nice. Almost. <laughs> virtually. And so for example, if uh, you, know, you might be sharing it with 10 other websites, uh, and so if, if one of those websites does something really stupid and gets hacked or they have a huge spike in traffic, it's not going to affect you at all whatsoever. And so it's basically, it's a dedicated environment within the, the, the shared server. And then, of course, dedicated is that highest tier up, uh, at least generally speaking, and you get the entire server uh, your, to your own. And so you typically don't need that unless you need a lot of resources. And so I have one website that's on a dedicated, that's my main business, divylife.com, just because I want all the resources at my fingertips. I want kind of the highest everything because it's my my bread and butter. It's my, my main business. Uh, where other sites, like maybe their demo websites or maybe their client websites, it's like, I don't they don't need everything. And so then I might have uh, be on more of like a VPS, like for example, flywheel hosting, everything is in its own dedicated uh, environment, like a VPS. So 
that's kind of the, the three tiers. Now we, there's also managed WordPress hosting, which is hosting companies that specialize in WordPress and they give you additional tools. Um, I don't like that they call it managed because in my opinion, it's not really managed. Managed would mean a real person's looking and managing and everything. Um, all it really means is that it's, it's tuned specifically for WordPress and there's typically uh, additional built-in things uh, like backups and additional security and uh, staging, stuff like that. Um, so I like to call it premium WordPress hosting, but out mm. there in the wild, it's called managed WordPress. Managed, yeah. So let's, and then you can get a little more niche down, which we started, we're starting to see a couple of these popping up now, which is specifically tuned for Divi, not just tuned for WordPress, but specifically for the way Divi works. So maybe I thought maybe we could share a couple examples of each of these three levels. So when you're talking shared hosting, you know, they've mentioned HostGator and things like that. GoDaddy would fall under that category, which all gives us a certain certain feeling inside in the pit of certain our stomach. palpitations. Yeah. Palpitations. <laughs> uh, SiteGround is also um, shared hosting. That one um, is, ha I've had good success using SiteGround for a lot of years. I have been moving off of them this year because like Mike said, sometimes things change and, you know, sometimes that's service going down. Sometimes it's prices going up without increasing benefits, things like that. So I have made a move um, to a different, a different setup but um so that's so those are a couple what other uh shared hosting examples jump to your guys mind yeah so, i think there's sorry tim no no go ahead mike yeah no i was just going to say um so um specifically you've got um shared hosting um like um 20i uh, are quite a, a popular company that, that that people are using and i noticed that uh Someone in the chat mentioned 20i just a second ago. Um, and uh, I think Miro's used it before. Yeah. And I think Miro's talked about it before as well. Um, and which is in the UK, which is another point that we sort of haven't mentioned yet is that the locality yeah. can yeah, have an Notting impact. Nottingham based, I think, in the UK. Um, and I did I did contact them a few years ago, actually, because, I, again, I was having a look at different um, different hosting um, but it's a big, it's a big change. It's a big move to to um, to try these different different hosts, especially if you um, want to get into um, you know start moving client sites or getting clients onto them. So I tend to sort of you know go in a, a small package, try it out, see how it see how it goes. But until you really put a major customer site onto one of these hosting companies, even shared hosting. Um, and, and the thing with shared hosting, one of the things we haven't mentioned yet is that with some companies, what they do is they actually throw a lot of resources behind the shared hosting and actually throw more resources behind the shared hosting for all of the actual sites they've got on it than say on the VPS that you might think that you're, that you're, you've bought for your customer. So let's say that your VPS is $50 a month for, for example, uh, but your shared hosting is $5 a month. And you think, well, for $50 a month, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get that. It's going to be blazing fast. Dirty always, trick. Yeah, always brilliant. And then you actually find out that there's not as many resources as what's on the shared hosting. Um, so it's, it, 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 it's really looking at the fine detail of what you're buying and when you're buying it. Yeah. And, and that's a really good point. And that's, I think one of the, the reasons why 
so many people might have completely different experiences with the same host where one person's like, I've had like amazing success on this host and it's always fast and I've never had issues, never got hacked. It's like, well, they might be on a, a shared host, but like all the other sites on there are not getting a lot of traffic. They're not doing anything crazy. So they're not getting hacked. And so they're, you're able to use up a lot of those resources on that higher server. And then someone else is like, no, I bought a VPS and it was terrible because the VPS actually has less resources as, as Mike was describing as, you know, the shared host. And so, yeah. and then it's like, that's why you have all these different opinions of the same hosting company, because there's so many variables, like what websites are on there, how much traffic are the websites getting? Are they doing anything, uh, you know, to get hacked, you know, or do they have outdated plugins, that sort of thing. And so that's one th reason why I like, uh, like uh, hosts like, for example, um, uh, Flywheel. Flywheel is every site is a, I'm not sure if it's every site or every account. I think it's a, probably every account is a, is a VPS. And so um, because of that, you're going to have a lot more consistency and they're going to be able to deliver uh, consistent service to all customers because you're not, the, the level of service isn't dependent on all those other variables that you would see on shared hosting as Mike was describing. So Flywheel is, is kind of hits two of those categories. Uh, everything's a VPS. They don't do dedicated. They don't do traditional shared. And then they're also the, the managed WordPress hosting as mm. well. It is interesting because it varies from group to group where um, if you're a member of any sort of Divi, Divi, other Divi group, Facebook group, you'll see people with um, that absolutely swear by a certain company. And mm -hmm. you might have had an experience with that company yourself and you think, no, I'm never going to go anywhere near that. But as, as Tim was saying, you, 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 people get behind a certain company and say, no, I, I use this all the way. Um, there's some very popular ones. Cloudways is, is, is very popular for um, uh, hosting uh, Divi sites. Um, now, what is that called? That's not, that's not shared hosting. Is it, is that VPN, VPS? I almost said VPN. Is that VPS or what is that considered? We switched yeah. over um, some focused WP stuff over to Cloudways, um, but uh, Tom handled that migration a little bit more. And I've also started doing some stuff with Gridpane for my, my Sweet Tea projects and clients and and things like that, just because for me, mm. SiteGround was starting to um, struggle a bit. Mm. Um, it was going down in there. It yeah, cloud Cloudways. Good, but... Yeah, Cloudways is um, it's it's another uh, sort of uh, offering where you you sign up you, know, you 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 sign up to use certain amount of resources, um, and um, there are some similarities in as much where you've got digital you've got DigitalOcean, which is uh, underpins Gridpane. So you have DigitalOcean in your Vulture servers, but um, you may well be having to do some management of those servers, whereas um, other providers uh, will actually manage um, manage those servers for you. So it, it's the, it's just looking at the um, the. the the devil's in the detail. It's looking at the fine print, looking at exactly what server you're buying and whether you've got to do anything with it. Because if you've never looked at a server before, if you've never looked at all the processes that are running and having to install different things, if you've not, not done server management before, then you're going to want a managed server service. Um, uh, or you dip your toes in the water, not using that for customers, but just trying that and learning it yourself. 
it does start to get very complicated too. So for the, for yeah. those in the room who've used basic shared hosting that you've signed up for, you go and in the back end, it's, there's a, there's a set of tools and resources you can use. It's a lot of times you'll find that that's cPanel is the software used for that. There are some other proprietary platforms used. So, uh, what's the other one that's big? Plesk. Um, Plesk, yeah. So yeah. cPanel or Plesk are usually the two big ones. But like SiteGround just moved to a custom um, back end to, ma to manage your account and your servers. And so it, it's that's a whole nother factor when you're considering what the which host to go with and it's my opinion i i you guys tell me if you agree that those that that part of it doesn't necessarily affect the performance but it affects your experience dramatically <laughs> like and what you're able to do and how you can do it when i started yeah. out hosting i was with media temple do you guys remember them like way yeah. back in the day and uh, they had a custom thing that I loved. It was dead simple. It was really intuitive. And then when everything switched over and they, I think I had to get off of this. They started going downhill as well because they got bought out by, you know, who, which we'll talk about in a minute. But uh, <gasps> then they, they um, started to use cPanel and I hated it. And if you use cPanel now, you know that it still looks completely dated. <laughs> and out of date, you know, it looks so old and ugly and awful. But once you've used it for like a decade, it's like, come on, you don't want to, you know, you just don't want to change. So, so that is something to consider going from, I, I will say going from a shared hosting environment like SiteGround to something like Gridpane, where I'm now provisioning servers that are with another company like DigitalOcean or Vulture, things like that, trying to set up my own servers in the back end and then do all this other it is a huge learning curve and it, it's fun if you're a tinkerer and you like to figure things out and you have a technical mind, but it is not for the faint of heart to make that transition. I will yeah. say that for sure. Yeah. Mike, you've made the switch recently, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, so we've, um, well, we, uh, one of our um, regulars in Divi chat, Kylie Wallace, she's, um, uh, we might, we made contact, um, Oh, about a year ago now and started looking at um, a service she'd already started using Gridpane and had set up her own service uh, within it. And we've got about nine or 10 customers on there now. And it is amazing. It is lightning fast. Um, it is. And um, the guy, I, um, I work with another web design company in our office. He got the fireworks on um, Lighthouse, on a Google Lighthouse. And he did, he I keeps, don't think... I bet you some people here don't know what that is, Mike. Okay, so when you run a lighthouse audit on uh, in Google Chrome, uh, you right-click, click inspect, and then click lighthouse. You can see how fast your website is running, and you can and Google will tell you what it is you need to do to to um, get a hundred percent across the board. And it looks at things like your SEO. It looks at uh, ways to improve your speed, both on a mobile and on desktop. It'll look at accessibility. Um, and there's a couple of other areas that it, that it targets as well. And um, if you can get 100 all the way across, then you get these fireworks appear in, in, the, uh, in the inspect tool. And it's really it's quite fun. cool. We, I know who he's talking about that yeah. got it. And we made him get on a Zoom call and show us. We he were did. all like, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, so we 
we quite often um, have our um, games with trying to get as high as we can with various different um, page builders as well. Um, and you can you can achieve very, very high scores with Divi. Um, and that's the point Tim was making earlier, where a lot of people say, oh, Divi's bloated and Divi's this and Divi's that. And yes, Divi does have a lot in it. But you can move at such a pace and such a speed with Divi in creating amazing sites that it would take you days and days and days to do to create such an amazing effect. Um, uh, but with Divi, as long as you've got that right foundation, the right hosting, then hopefully you don't get any nasty surprises on the way. And we've got one particular customer that has thousands of hits on their website every month. It has got Divi on it and it runs great. It's just nice. knowing and understanding, um, understanding the theme and understanding what you can add to it. So it's, it's always the same with hosting. People always say, oh, you know, you should only have so many plugins. You should only have, you know, if you have too many plugins on a site, it's going to bring the site to its knees. It's all about the coding. And if you get if it's properly coded, if it's properly done, um, then it'll, it'll only ever be something that you install on there that isn't properly coded that will cause start to cause problems. Um, and um, good, there's no substitute for good coding. So um, the thing to do with Diffy is just to make sure that uh, you're keeping it um, not, I don't always keep it quite up to date, always let it just run a little bit behind. Um, and um, you mean and the theme you, updates? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the theme updates, which we obviously will come on to. But um, okay. yeah, uh, but it's really important. Uh, one of the things you can do with Divi is um, if you just, if you're on any uh, server and you need to look at that particular server and see whether it's going to be suited to Divi, you can go to Divi Support Center within the settings and it will show you within Support Center um, whether uh, your uh, installation, um, whether the settings within the installation, the settings on the server are actually um, correct and whether Divi is actually going to run properly on it or not. And if you, there are a number of different settings on there, you'll, you'll know uh, you'll have to probably contact, sometimes contact your hosting company to say, actually, I can't set this setting. Is this a setting that you can change for me? Um, and it might be a, a, a memory limit. It might be a post max size. It might be, a, um, it could be all types of different things that's, that's listed within that center support center. And they'll give you a whole load of green ticks. If your um, if the website that you're hosting, um, you're hosted on has actually got um, all of those um, ticks. If it hasn't, then you, you can uh, always contact the hosting company and say, look, Divi's telling me I've got, I need this. I haven't got it. How do I get it? That's a great tip, Mike. Mm -hmm. uh, now, when we're talking about moving up to the next level of custom, custom hosting, we would be remiss if we didn't mention our pals at Divi Space that have started <laughs> offering this as well. Um, on divi.space they have a hosting uh, service that is specifically tuned just for uh, having um, having your divi site run awesomely uh, now I, I mentioned before you, you gotta the price is a factor and you have to take all stuff into consideration so what what is the site that you're talking about getting hosted is it 
a standard little brochure site that might not have a real high tech audience? Or is it something where you're targeting uh, agency owners or marketing? People? You know, it depends on what they're going to expect. And you need to think of all that, just like you factor in your audience when it comes to your, um, your copy, your imagery, things like that. All of this plays a part too. There's no sense spending hundreds of dollars a month on blazing fast um, hosting when you're, if you're selling to like your target audiences, like senior citizens, or, you know, if you've got a nursing home site or something like that, right. They're not, they don't care. They're not going to notice that it's taking, you know, a little bit more than the three seconds to load or whatever it is. So you do have to take all of these things into consideration. And so while there is all of this, like, yeah, you, you know, there's all these different fuzzy lines between everything. The one yeah. hard and fast rule is to never, ever, ever go with a host that is owned by who? EIG. You guys? EIG. EIG, the mo- the hosting monster. <laughs> yes, yeah. EIG. For those that don't know, they're like the monopoly of hosting companies in that they've uh, basically will buy out all these hosting companies and keep them under their existing brand. But at the end of the day, it's still keep owned them under by the, the previous brand. Yeah, the like previous whenever... brand. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so there's all of these companies you might know, like, oh, I've never heard of EIG hosting. Well, you probably haven't unless you've heard people talk in this context about EIG because they're not a front end brand. But HostGator is EIG. Um, uh, Bluehost, that was one Bluehost. that they host. Dreamhost, I think like there, there's, there's literally like literally. dozens and dozens of hosting companies, tiny ones, as well as bigger ones. Um, and basically kind of the moral of the story is a hosting company might be really good and then it gets bought out by EIG and then it kind of just slowly tanks. And so, uh, we generally try to stay away from those. You can Google hosting companies owned by EIG and uh, and you'll see a, a huge long list. Yeah. And hopefully I'll put it in the I'll put it in the chat. I just found I just found <laughs> so a really list. good example. Chat, yeah. And we'll really put it in the show e- notes if you're listening. Yeah. A really good example of that is uh, I started with an EIG company, and when my website were they went, EIG when you started? Uh, yeah, but I didn't know. Okay, you didn't. So know. so this was the, this is how you learn. <laughs> so mm-hmm. unfortunately, um, yeah, and. Uh, and so I started off, everything was fine. And then I was, I was noticing that it was taking longer and longer and longer for my website to come up. And I, was, and I thought, um, I've had enough of this. Time to first bite was four seconds in the end. Mm. And I thought, oh, that's not very good, is it? <laughs> so considering the whole thing's supposed to be loaded within three. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, as I was starting out, I thought this is, this is not good. Um, luckily... This particular EIG company uh, actually handed out refunds for um, for the wow. rest of the term. Yeah, they did at that 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 point. Which they were company doing was that. that one? That's Bluehost. Oh, that was Bluehost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They um, did go down, 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 down. A lot of them. Yeah, a lot of them they, did. Yeah. To be fair to them, they they made it very easy to to leave. Um, oh, well, that's good. Uh, once I managed to get hold of them on chat, which was. Um, quite a long period of waiting mm-hmm. uh, we, in fact you just went and made a cup of tea at the beginning of the day and you were having your dinner when, uh, <laughs> when 
somebody finally appeared on the chat, but that was fine. That was the service they were offering. And I didn't understand at the beginning. And this is what a, uh, uh, mistakes a lot of people make. We all make them in order to learn. And then we said, well, where do I go from here? How do I, I've had my fingers burned. I, I you know, I need to find a, a, a good hosting company. And like Stephanie, I then went on to SiteGround and it was like, it was like an hallelujah moment for me then. Mm -hmm. And this was back, back in sort of um, 2015. And so at that point, SiteGround for me were just their very good pricing. You had affiliates. So you had the, um, I'm not saying Bluehost don't do affiliate, but you, there was a very good affiliate program that they were running um, and still, still do. Uh, and I found with them that their um, chat, um, functionality was instant you know you you did you saw the heart come up I don't know if anybody's been on site ground you see the little heart come up and bing someone mm -hmm. was there and I you know you could ask them a question very very easily and my experience with site ground was amazing for a number of years um, and they changed um, and they've they've had a huge transitional program going on with them um, and at one point site ground actually told me they said well Divi's not really, it's, it's not really the great, you know, oh, really they played the blame game. Yeah. They blame the theme. They blame the theme. And, and it was only, fault. no, it was only about a year later that um, uh, Divi was a uh, site ground is named through elegant themes as being partnered as being one of the hosting providers that you should go to because they are optimized sites and for Divi. So clearly there was a change in their in the way that they thought about things and um and and you know they are uh i think they're still an excellent um provider um but i i unfortunately when you you've had this and then it it sort of you've got the high and then it sort of starts to come yeah down they're not like nearly like they weren't bought out by eig no site ground and they no. have not tanked as low as some of the other ones have they've just yeah. they have changed though so yeah. you, you may, you know, your mileage may vary with them. They might be. I so. And I'm glad you mentioned that list by Elegant Themes. I wanted to bring that up. Mm. They, um, I'll put that link in the, we'll put that in the show notes as well. It's the elegantthemes.com slash hosting. And they did, um, uh, no, wait, this is their partners. What was it? It was a, a test they did, right? Where they, um, so they partnered up with hosting companies, but they did it. Yeah. They ran a test to see like on vanilla Divi installs, like what would, which hosts, which shared hosting in particular too, would be the, the, the best configuration out of the box to get good results. Do you remember that, Tim? Uh, I do not actually. Oh yeah. yeah they did. Sorry. There was some report that was run and it was like SiteGround came out at the top. Like that was one, the top one or the second one or two. It was in the top one or two that it was like the best one out of the box to, to run a Divi site without yeah. having to do a bunch of server configuration. I do actually, I, now that you say that, I do remember it. And uh, there was, I think GoDaddy was one of the ones that was low on the list. And so basically, surprise, yeah. So then what they did is they took it a step further and actually partnered, like you said, with a few of those companies, Flywheel, Pressable, and SiteGround, and Those actually the had them create specific uh, like packages for Divi customers that everything is tuned and specced uh, specifically for Divi. And then uh, Divi has, Elegant Themes has those pages and it's 
uh, no doubt affiliate income for elegant themes. Um, and, uh, one, one thing I do want to, they have a little bit of extra features in there just quickly before you jump off of that is that like on the flywheel and pressable ones, you can, you know, like where there's the quick install to install WordPress, this will, in addition to that, it will also install Divi with your license in it already, which is, you know, I mean, I don't know how, how long does that really take, but it's, it's just a nice little thing. You know, it's, it's just a specific Feature. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that is cool. Yeah. One one thing you you had mentioned, I want to come back to Stephanie is uh, uh, having different hosts for like how important the site is. So um, like I, for example, I think I have three or four different hosting accounts. So I mentioned I use WP Engine dedicated server for my main website, divilife.com. Then I have a, a, another, I think a 10 or 20 site plan with WP Engine, where I have some client sites. Um, don't really do much client work anymore, um, but I have a few left over from there. And then I have some child theme demo sites on there as well. And then I have SiteGround Unlimited plan because it's unlimited. I mean, it's unlimited in that they don't limit the number of sites, but you do have right. a limit on resources, um, yeah. which we use for uh, bug testing and, and uh, demo sites and different things like that. Because it's like, I don't need a dedicated server for you know, a testing site and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And so, um, or like, you know, the, depending on the, the tier of a client, okay. If it's a local brochure, uh, or a local company brochure style website, okay, well you probably could get away with, uh, you know, I'm going to say good shared hosting like SiteGround, for mm-hmm. example. Um, or if, if the, the company, you know, they start to get more traffic or, you know, they're starting to do some, some paid ads. And, and so, okay, we, we might need some dedicated resources. You know, let's put them on flywheel over here. Okay. They're an e-commerce site and they're driving a ton of traffic, you know, this one client. So they need to be on, uh, you know, something blazing fast. They need to have a CDN. They need to have, uh, you know, all these other, uh, additional add-ons. Uh, and so you might put them on, on something a lot more expensive. And so I think having those different tiers and, and, I, I love having access to several different hosting companies. Part of it is because I'm a product creator, so I need to be testing on, on different hosting environments and everything. But um, I think Mike mentioned it in the beginning, having several different hosting companies that you can turn to is always a good thing because hosting companies change. Your, your needs are not going to be the same for every website. So it doesn't make sense to have only one hosting or level of hosting or, or whatnot. And so, um, you know, a lot of times people have their favorite host and that's the, the hosting company that they champion and, and shout from the rooftops, which is great. Um, but in my opinion, not every hosting company is perfect. None of them are perfect. Um, and so having a, you know, a handful that you can turn to, uh, depending on, what you need for that specific website. And it's yeah. like, the more you learn the and you, the more you learn what the limitations and, and advantages are. And, uh, cause it's like in the beginning, it's like, Ooh, unlimited shared hosting. Like I'll put every website there. And then you realize, okay, well, that's not yeah. really suited. <laughs> um, but then also it's like, okay, you have the super fast website over here or hosting over here. It's like, well, you're not going to put the websites that don't need that because of costs. And so you have to right. kind of play the, the, the value cost, uh, uh, balancing game. And so, um, so yeah, so I think that's something that I wanted to, to bring up. Um, one hosting company we haven't mentioned yet, they're new to the hosting game, but have been in WordPress and forever. And I saw someone mention in the chat, uh, is WPMU dev. Um, they, they know what they're doing. On. 
and uh, I'm I'm actually going to test out their their hosting pretty soon. Uh, what's interesting is they did a hosting test where they did a honest, uh, very sub um, objective uh, hosting test with all the hosting companies against theirs, and theirs wasn't even the fastest. Uh, I think Kinsta was the fastest. Yeah. Uh, they were like second though, second or third, yeah. depending because they've run a few different tests. Um, but they argued that theirs was the best value. Um, and so they don't have bulk site plans. You pay per site. And then depending on how much traffic you get is where the, the different plans come in. So I think it starts at like $7 a month or something for one site. Um, and they say 90% of their customers don't need to, to move from there. But then the sites that need more traffic and need more um, resources, they have higher tiers for that. But it's still just one site. Kind of cool. Like that's an interesting model though. So your site, your hosting can kind of grow with you rather than having to take it and move it to a different setup. Right, that's exactly. But the downside is it's like, okay, well, one like site, if you're though. having a testing or a demo site or, you know, or something, yeah, it's like, well, you're not going to pay seven bucks a month for that. You know, it needs Plus, to be like, an actual, who doesn't like, have like business, <laughs> you know, your friend, a friend's site that you throw up on your hosting for a little bit or, right. Just, you exactly. know, like, it's like, you really want to be paying, you know, whatever that yeah. is. Like uh, just have a block a of server space. Yeah. Right. Um, it's so, another different model, isn't it? And it's, and it's, it's like model. anything these days, anything you buy these days, there's so many different options. And um, I think that's a really interesting model. I, I, I like the one uh, SiteGround offer this with the with their VPS as well, though. So you you um, buy a, a cloud server, and you can you have so many CPUs, so much RAM added to that server, um, and you can then say, okay, well, uh, you can see um, you might be exceeding CPU limit or your or your memory limit. And so you can just auto scale. So it's got auto scaling added into it. And you can say, well, I will auto scale it up to a certain point. Um, but I remember putting um, uh, uh, a sort of um, problem into one of the uh, forums r relating to this. And there's quite a few people coming back saying, you know, we, you know, we've never had these problems um, we use this hosting company, we use this hosting company, and you're just bombarded with so many different people's um, views of hosting companies and what they've, what they've got on there. But you've got your own individual website with how it's been configured, how it's being done, and how much traffic that it actually gets. Um, so it's always a, um, an, a, a very much an individual thing to it know exactly what that customer needs you've got to take all that advice with a grain of salt too have you guys experienced this where different accounts at the same hosting company perform differently yeah i've had that happen too a lot i mean it's all different servers and stuff so i mean there's so many different factors tom and i had an like have had an ongoing debate for a while he loves a2 for his shared hosting platform and i yeah. had like my worst experience ever on A2, my worst, my nightmare hosting thing. I lost, oh, such a huge project. And it was just such a nightmare. And it, and like, we went through all these different things, troubleshooting, trying to find out what was wrong. We, our client was furious. I was doing it as like a freelancer for an agency. They were furious. And they, the client actually paid somebody to come in and check my work to see where I screwed up. And they were like, we can't find anything. And I kept telling them, it's not me. It's not me. I moved that site over to SiteGround and it worked and it was fast. Yeah. 
And it was yeah. like, so for me, that was like, that was a set, like, I was sold. I was done with A2. But Tom has had the opposite. He's been annoyed by site ground and he's had his sites run great on there and he has no problems and all that. So, it, you know, take all of this with a grain of salt. It's nice to hear people's experiences and the ones that everybody says stay away from, stay away from, you know, yeah. like so stay he, away from EIG, he, stay away from GoDaddy. And then, yeah. and then do your research yeah. and find out what's yeah. the Go best Daddy. for you and your clients. GoDaddy are great at domains. Great domains. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. And I think a lot of those variables where you'll see those drastic differences from account to account, I think mainly that is with shared hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Makes you can sense. still see it probably with VPS and stuff. Cause you might have some where that's like, Oh, they just got these new, you know, bare metal servers yeah. that they're like specced and configured and stuff. And they're putting all the new customers on there. And like, you know, cause servers go bad. Like, like yep. they're not, not all things are created equal. You think it's like, hardware. Okay, well, I have, they're hardware. Exactly. And it's like my computer right now, it's hanging in there and you know, it's a couple of years old, but it is not as fast and smooth as it was the day right. I bought it and servers do run out. And so, um, so you have to keep that in mind as well. And that can be, yeah. you know, where there's discrepancies between, you know, from account to account, website to website. Um, no. What was I going to say? Uh, oh, do you have more? Boop. I forgot. I'll He's going. Yeah. Let us know so, when you get there. We are coming up to the top of the hour in a second here. Wow. wow. There's just something, uh, a, two other little things. They're not that little. Two other sort of points I wanted to throw into the ring for you guys to comment on. For starters, somebody mentioned in the chat a while ago, but we were on a roll with something else about different hosts offering email. And um, I think you guys will agree with me here that we never recommend putting your email hosting and your website hosting on the same hosting account and server. That's too many eggs in one basket for starters. And so if one goes down, they both go down and then you're completely sunk. But the other thing is email hosting is its own whole animal. Let the web host do what they're good at and let the email hosting providers do what they're good at. Totally agree. Totally agree. uh, You know, that's, I mean, email is a whole nother topic, but you can go to G suite or workspace, whatever. Office 365, Rackspace is a different setup. You know, those are the three that I hear yeah, a lot. Totally um, agree. If you have a situation where you need to move a website and you need to move a customer and their email oh. is on there as well, you've then got the pain of going through their 20 gig emails and saying to them, you know, you're going to have to perhaps archive a little bit of email. <laughs> And it's going to take hours and hours and hours to it's, migrate. That can be it's, a huge undertaking. It's the most painful. It's the most painful thing going, but it is. Um, it's really easy to do where where you get sucked into. Oh yeah, well you can have your email on there. We can do uh-huh. that as well. You know, absolutely spot on. Right, you have you your guys domain. Have separate. somebody ask you to move their email before you give them a price? You call me, and I'll tell you how many times to quadruple it before you put something in writing because you will regret it. Whatever that yeah. number is in your head, it's not enough. Trust me. Yeah, yeah. Especially <laughs> if it's a company as well where you've got- Oh, like, and multiple um, people and years of history yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, oh. because before you know it, you've added somebody else's email address that's joined and they've suddenly got four or five gigs of email and then somebody else and somebody else. So keep it yeah. separate. Uh, and your, dom- your domain as well, keep that separate. Your domain, and it's- your email and your hosting. Yeah, And it's advice. one thing to um, set up all of this for yourself. Obviously, 
in this group here, we are all about creating websites and products for clients. So if you are setting up hosting for your clients, how do you handle that? Uh, we've, we've been so carried away with all this we, that we could almost talk for a whole nother half hour on that. But just quickly, do you guys uh, let us know in the chat? And um, I'm going to ask these guys here, how do you handle that? Do you have an affiliate or a referral program? Do you add them onto your account and charge them? How do you set up your, what's your um, current setup for your hosting customers? Do you not offer hosting? You say, go set up your own account and give me the credentials. No, we do it through, at the moment, we do it through um, Kylie's service on Gridpane. So, mm -hmm. um, and basically um, we, we get them to sign up um, and uh, we, set, we set them up. So Gridpane is a very simple um, way of doing it. Um, now, do they pay, so they pay you or do they pay Gridpane? We send them, no, we send them to uh, a, a website that's um, got our hosting on it. Um, and they go through that and we get, so they uh, sign up under, we you. get an affiliate payment through that. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. um, but that's using um, a server and then we, we discuss uh, what kind of server it's going to be. Um, we make sure it's load balance, make sure you haven't got like, you know, thousands of different websites on there. So it's a, a big, it's, a, it's such a unique um, service that we can provide and uh, um, Kylie has provided um, through this company that she set up. Yeah, that's awesome. We'll put a link to her services mm. in the show notes. But uh, Tim, how do you how do you handle that? Yeah, so I do very little client work these days. But uh, kind of my general rule is that it depends on the client, uh, mm -hmm. which so that's kind of making it vague. But you know, there's some clients that they already have a website, they already have a hosting company, or you're redesigning, and they want to keep everything the same. Okay, I'm not going to make mm -hmm. you come over here. Um, right. However, I find that for uh, some of the less technical clients, it's like they they want me to be their their web guy, right? Their web person, mm -hmm. and so they don't want to have to go and sign up for hosting and, and, and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, I'm going to handle everything for you. It's completely like done for you service. And so I will host it. Um, but if they're doing that, they're paying for hosting and they're paying for maintenance, uh, you know, together. Um, and so I, I will not maintain someone else's site that's on another hosting. Um, and then I also won't host if I'm not also maintaining it. So it's, it's kind of a package gotcha. deal. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, yeah. So I, I find that doing it that way is, is helpful for the clients that aren't technical and they just, they, they, you know, they're happy to pay me on a recurring basis. And then I can be the person that they come to when they have questions or, or need uh, new functionality added. Um, you know, so it's like they're kind of all in one type of, of experience. Um, and so I find that that works especially well for the less technical. Yeah. I've had most of my clients are not technical as well my clients with sweet tea, which is different than my clients at focus because focus people are all agencies and they know what they're doing. So I don't even have to deal with hosting because they have it all under control pretty much. But um, with sweet tea customers, the, the, I wanted to have a reseller account where I could just sort of provision part of it to go to them. And it would be like, they could pay directly to the company. They could have their own login. And I could never find one that was the right setup or configuration or price point or something like I just never made it work so what I just started doing one, one time 
And it just is how I kept doing it. I signed up for an affiliate account. And then when someone needed hosting, I would sign up for them with my affiliate account and just, I pay for it. And then I would bill them monthly. So I'd pay for the year and then bill them monthly with a huge markup. And then I would get the affiliate kickback too. So that, that worked okay for me for a lot of them. And then if someone did want to leave or if they did want to uh, have access to their hosting for whatever reason, they're paying for it. So it is theirs. I could just hand them the keys to it rather than if you just add somebody onto your shared hosting account and they want to move on to somebody else, a different provider or whatever, that becomes very sticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in that case, uh, what I recommend doing is having in your contract that if they choose to, to move away from you, they'll lose maintenance service, they'll lose hosting service. And there's a, a certain fee for you fee. to migrate them off where, okay, you're going to set up a hosting company on your own because you want to deal with it yourself. That's fine. I'm going to migrate it for you and it's going to cost this much. And that's mm-hmm. the cost to cancel type of thing so that yeah. you don't get into that sticky situation. Yeah. That's I'll really totally smart agree. though. Um, just thinking of contract. one, just thinking of one thing that um, um, Sarah was um, talking about pre our uh, Divi chat tonight, and she was talking about uh, Australian hosting for anybody that's listening in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a company called Connectix. I hope I've said that right. Um, and she had Connectix. Connectix. That's it. See, I didn't say it right, did I? You say and, everything uh, funny though. So imagine how oh, crazy thanks. she'd say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Cache, yes. And uh, HTTP. <laughs> um, yeah. And she's basically saying that um, if um, it's a personal recommendation from personal experience, and she said that they also offset all their carbon footprint. Um, so oh, no, that's she's, cool. Yeah. She's very impressed with them. So um, I didn't even catch that. Yeah. That's a handy little thing. So that's something else too. Another thing to factor in, if you care about that thing, that if the, a different company aligns with your personal value system, hey, that's who knew that was a factor too in picking hosting. Nice. Guys, we are, um, we're right at the top of the hour here and we have just a, another minute or two to wrap up. And I would love it if you could see a few more likes down that uh, in on the live YouTube. We're, we're a little shy. We got visitors in here. We don't have enough likes there. And also guys going forward, we always know, you always know, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you would like us to talk about. We do this for you. And so we want to make it useful to you. Let us know what you think about this uh, back to basics series as a, as a concept. Is, is this something that's useful to you? If not, is it too, is it, too low for you. You're, you're, it's boring. We don't want it to be boring. We don't want to, you know, we don't want to above or below anybody's heads. We're just trying to um, make, a, you know, make this show something valuable for, for all of our uh, listeners and watchers. And if you are happy with what you're hearing and seeing, we'd love it if you would go to ratethispodcast.com slash Divi chat and, and fling us a review, give us some stars. You know what I'm talking about? And with that, all of that business out of the way, do you guys have any uh, last final thoughts? Stunned uh, silence. Froze. I know. <laughs> Sorry, I did. You thought we were done. They didn't think I was yeah, coming back it. for more. Yeah, that's it. We were just checking out. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, think, I think if I were going to uh, just say anything uh, about it, um, do your research. Um, but the, you will get... You, you'll get such a load of information if you type 
anything into any Facebook forum that does WordPress hosting, you type in what's the best host and you will get a ton of different information from different people. Um, and for Divi, um, as much as possible, um, look for um, making sure that that hosting company that you sign up with, uh, doesn't matter what the cost is in terms of, you know, if it's a five, a five pound, 10 pound a month, whatever it might be, make sure it's going to work with that Divi website that you're creating for somebody. That's really, really important because the, the, the level of disappointment and stress for you starting off your business with them, when you go and put that website on that server and it doesn't work and they've signed up and you've got to go through yeah. that whole. So research, research, and, you know, ask the people that with the experience, it's really important to do so. Tim, you got any final words for us? Yeah, I was gonna, uh, to add on to what Mike said, um, look at the value and, and what you need for each particular site. Um, and don't rely on just one single hosting company because each website's going to have different needs. Uh, each client's going to have different needs. And so, um, you know, have a few websites or I'm sorry, a few hosting companies that are reliable, that you trust. Um, and then also, um, look at the, as we, we talked about this briefly, uh, the controls. So, um, look mm. at what, what, what tools are built in. And so for example, uh, some of the premium WordPress hosts like WP engine and flywheel, um, they have, uh, built in, they have, uh, one click staging, one click backups. They have, mm -hmm. uh, particular WordPress security built in at the server level. Uh, they have WordPress caching built in at the server level. And so, uh, it eliminates the need for some of those extra things that you would need to add to each and every website that you build. And so to me, that kind of goes into the value proposition where yes, you're going to be paying more money, but it's going to save you a lot of time having those things already built in and, and, and configured for you. So that's totally it. good. Final thought. Mine is, uh, two things. Stay away from EIG and GoDaddy. Don't host there. <laughs> I know we just said make your own decisions, but don't do that. <laughs> Anybody else, then you're, your you know, you're on your own. As long as that's not one of them. <laughs> as long as that's, those aren't one of them, yeah. And the other thing is, of course, keep your email separate. If you, if you do those two things, you'll be all right. Like even if it's a little too slow or if you run into some issues, you don't have the support you need, you that's can make really a jump. Is. You can make a jump much easier. If you're, if you're stuck on those guys, though, it's going to be terrible no matter what. And if you have your email locked in there, then it's going to make everything you do more difficult. So those are my two little like best tips for, for hosting selection. So, all right, everybody. Thanks so much. It was great to see you. It's, it's awesome to be back in 2021 and we will continue the back to basics in the next couple of weeks. We're not going to go on forever with this, but we do want to hit a few other uh, foundational elements and then we'll get back into some more advanced things for the, for the seniors in the class. So, all right, we'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.